Have you ever wanted someone to walk alongside you as you do the thing? You know, the thing that makes your heart come alive and leaves our world more like Jesus than we found it. I know, and that's why I'm here. My name is Rebecca Dotson-George. I'm a speaker, writer, career coach, and just all around excited to be in your earbuds for the next few minutes. I'm a girl wildly passionate about cheering you on as you make God known in and through your creative mission. Here's the thing though, I know sometimes you can get discouraged. I'm not good enough. I don't know where to start. I can't do as good of a job as she's doing. These are all lies that we sometimes believe and I'm here to help you debunk those lies that are ruling your mind about your mission and replace them with truth from God's word. So. Buckle up, because I'll gather up my favorite seasoned and rising leaders in their fields to share inspirational stories, strategic advice, and hard-won wisdom. Welcome to the Do The Thing Movement Podcast. Do you ever get to the end of a podcast and just think, man, I am not done with that conversation. Girl, me too. And I love hearing from you about how not only the show is encouraging you, but also what God is stirring up in you as a result. And I just really wanted the opportunity to connect one-on-one with more of you. And that's why I've created a Patreon community. Patreon is an online platform that hosts bonus content and provides creators a way to hang out with their audience in a more intimate way. So here's how I'm going to use it. There are three tiers. First is the bestie tier, which will include access to the platform and extra conversations with all our guests that only Patreon besties will get to hear. These questions will not be shared here on your podcast platform. Then there's the VIP party tier. This includes the bestie tier and you get invited to a VIP party once a month on Zoom where we get to hang out, get to know one another better and maybe do some coaching in a group session from time to time. And then finally, there is the calling coach tier. In this tier, you'll be able to access the previous tiers plus have a 30 minute coaching call per month with me to talk about anything podcast, ministry or career related. How fun does this sound? So come on over to Patreon by downloading the app or visiting patreon.com and search Do The Thing Movement. I can't wait to meet you inside the community. Hey friends, I am so excited about today's conversation. Today's couple needs no introduction. You have, I'm sure, heard of Jamie Ivey for her amazing podcast and books. Uh, She hosts the Happy Hour podcast. She has her own talk show on YouTube that is so fun. And her husband is a worship pastor. And they have come together to write a marriage study that's coming out called Compliment. And so that's the conversation that we got to have today was about their new study. I love both of them so much. They had so much wisdom to share. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. If you are not married, this is still a conversation for you. I think that a lot of us... Um, can glean so much wisdom if we are in these single years um, just and looking forward into what marriage is and how God intended for it to be and how we'd be mission-minded in our marriage. It just, it was so good. So let me introduce you to my new friends, Aaron and Jamie Ivey. Aaron and Jamie, I am so excited to have you guys today. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're oh, excited this is to so be fun. here. Yes. Well, I am so pumped about this study that you guys have coming out called Compliment. And I want to know like the path 
to this study and how you guys kind of, how God put it on your heart. So let's start there. I want to hear all about it. Okay. Well, there, there are two books that Jamie and I swore we would never write. One is a book on parenting and two is a book on marriage. Uh, we, we like never thought that we would uh, want to write a book on marriage because it seems like you should be an expert on something before you write about it. And Jamie and I definitely are not experts about marriage. We don't have a perfect marriage at all, but a couple years ago, we um, we just kind of uh, yeah, we just kind of had this idea of like, well, what if we just told our story and we yeah. talked about just real times in our life where we've struggled and and where we've seen God like give us wisdom. And most of the conversations that we find ourselves having with friends right now and people in our lives are either twenty to twenty nine year olds that are just stepping into thinking about marriage engagement, yeah. right or uh, married friends who are struggling right now. And so yeah. we wrote this book just to really be a help. It's a book and a Bible study um, that that uh, kind of goes together. Um, but yeah, we, we wanted it to be a, a helpful resource for people, whether you're starting marriage or right in the middle of it. Yeah, I love that. And if I understand it correctly, you both wrote about the same topics, but you both have your own version of the book. Is that correct? Yeah, I'll explain it to you okay. and to your listeners. I'll try to do my best since you're listening with your ears and not looking yes. with your eyes. There's two separate books, but they come in one box set. So you awesome. get two books for the price of one, you guys. And you're right, uh, Rebecca, we each wrote um, our separate individual books with the same 10 topics, the t- same 10 chapters. And we wanted to write them individually so that we wouldn't, you know, we, we never wanted to feel like, hey, I'm going to write about this. You write about that. Oh, let's cover this. Let's cover that. We wanted it to be as if we were just writing to our audience what we wanted to say mm-hmm. about following, leading, cheering, forgiving. Um, and so the other cool thing that we think is so cool, I don't know if anyone thinks this is cool, Aaron, but we do, is that we didn't actually read each other's books until after the editing process. Like we oh, sent that's them so cool. We sent them each to our individual editors, and then we read each other's work. And that was important for us, uh, not not just because we think it's cool, but it was important for us just so that we were giving like our true, authentic, real self to a book without wondering, I wonder if Aaron talked about this or what's he going to say about this? And so you get a book from Jamie and a book from Aaron. And our hope is that if it's um, that the woman would read the one from me and the man, the one from Aaron, and then if they're married or engaged or whatever, switch and then read them both together. I love this. I so wish this would have been out in the world two years ago. So I I guess I would still consider us newly married. We got married in May of 2019. You are. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. We entered marriage and then in like straight into a global pandemic. So it's been been a fun ride so far. But um, the thing that I love about this that reminds me of just something really personal to me is something my grandparents did for us a few years ago that meant so much. And when I was reading about your study, it reminded me so much of this on their 50th wedding anniversary, which is usually like a time people celebrate you, right? Like you, somebody throws you a party, you like get gifts because you've survived 50 years together. Right. And they wrote us a book, like everybody in our family, they put together basically their entire life of stories. Like, how they met from his perspective and her perspective, their first kiss from his perspective and her perspective and just hard times in their marriage. And um, basically just walked through their whole story for us. I mean, it was a lot that we had heard, but a lot that we had not. And it meant a lot to me before I got married, but I will say after 
having gotten married, I go back to it every few months and just read their story. And it encourages me so much. And that's priceless. Yeah, Yeah. it was, it's just so meaningful. And so I love that y'all created this even for like your own family. That's going to be so special to them years down the road, just like that was for me. So I love that y'all have done this and thank you. Yeah. One of the things that you talk about that I'd love for you to unpack is just what God wants marriage to look like. That seems like a really simple question, but I'd love for you to kind of unpack that for the listeners. Sure. Yeah. Both of us had, I think, uh, you know, what we thought marriage was going to be in our mind. And we write about that a little bit. And it was very two very different perspectives on what it was going to be. I kind of grew up with the mindset that marriage was just kind of destined to be boring and apathetic. Most of the marriages that I mm-hmm. saw around me were just like, you know, they they were committed to each other, but there wasn't like a depth of love and fun and thrill like there was in a dating relationship. Um, I remember having people constantly say things like, well, just wait till you get married. It's all downhill from, from after that, you know? And I think people mean that as like a quick, uh, a quick like laugh, but it says so much about their own marriage whenever people do say that. And um, yeah, we've found that God does not want your marriage to be dull and lifeless. He invented the thing. It was his idea. And when God invents things, when God comes up with things for people, it's meant for their good and it's meant for his glory. And so marriage is supposed to be the most vibrant, um, fun relationship that, that you have. It just takes a lot of work. It takes like intentionality. It takes time. It takes work. And Jamie and I now 20 years into marriage, um, you know, we've fully realized like how much work it, it takes to put in every single day to make sure that it doesn't kind of move into one of those stale, apathetic marriages. Yeah, that's so important. And I think it's never been more important than right now, right? We've been spending so much time with our people over the last year during the pandemic. And so for somebody maybe coming to this conversation who feels like they're struggling to have fun right now um, with their spouse, what wisdom would you want to share with them right now? Well, I mean, I would first say you're not alone. You know, this this pandemic that we've been living through, it is affecting everyone's mental health. It's affecting physical health, emotional health, spiritual health. I mean, this is we will we will look back on this time, Rebecca, and say that this was probably one of the hardest seasons that a lot of people will have gone through. And so it's no surprise that marriages are struggling right now. You know, um, it's no surprise that friendships and and all of our relationships are really struggling. And so I would say first, you're not alone. You know, there's there's you haven't hit this, you know, ginormous roadblock that you can't get over, but where a lot of us are experiencing this. And so I would encourage them, you know, I've heard Aaron say this often is we didn't have to think about what was fun when we were dating. Mm. You know, we didn't, it wasn't like we sat around and been like, man, I wish I could just have fun with Aaron. We just had fun. You know, we were, we were dating and we had fun and we enjoyed each other and we wanted to be with each other. And then I think a lot of times, not only just this pandemic, but just life, you know, for us, we have four kids, we have two careers, uh, just things are have to be talked about and done during the day. And sometimes the last person that you spend time with would be your spouse. And so I would say, man, go back to what was it like in those early days? And listen, you can't get rid of your bills and you can't get rid of your children and you can't get rid of life's, you know, the expectations that you have on your current life right now. 
But I do think that you can go back and remember those feelings and remember that time. And those are small steps because there are some people who are listening or thinking, man, not only is my spouse not fun, I just don't even really like them today. And so I'm not asking you to, you know, to just turn like make everything Cinderella-esque, but I am saying, man, recall and remember what it was like and then really take small steps towards acting on those memories that you have together. Yeah. I love how you guys model this. And I know, you know, we see in part (laughs) a little bit of your marriage online, but I will say I've appreciated in the newness of marriage for me, um, just seeing you guys as an example of a couple who has kids and has a full busy life, but you guys get away and you spend time together and you do that often. We all see it. Right. And I love that you model that for us because I think, um, and this is off script, but I think it's so important to a lot of our listeners. You know, you're both in ministry too, which brings a whole nother dimension to this conversation. And I'm married to a pastor. And so I'm kind of in a similar boat of we both have a career. We don't have kids yet, but there's a lot that we're juggling. And so for listeners who are coming, you know, today, um, who are also in a place of ministry, like how do you guys juggle all of that? What does that look like for you? What wisdom would you want to share with the rest of us today? Well, people do ask us that question pretty consistently. Like, how do you guys do everything all the time? Yeah. And really, uh, we don't do everything and we don't do everything all the time. Mm. And we are pretty intentional about having seasons and moments for things. So there are seasons where there might be more travel or less travel. There might be seasons where it's book writing season or for me, it's songwriting season. So it can look and feel like we're just like, doing everything all the time, but really we're not, you know, there are nights that are just reserved for family night Mm -hmm. where we're not on Instagram and we're not um, having other people over. There are times every single week where Jamie and I still go on a date night for 20 years. We've been having consistent weekly date nights. So I think God allows you to do a lot of things. You know, he's given some people like high capacity to do a lot of things, but I think the trick in it is like not doing everything all the time but being super focused and intentional and making sure that you keep dating your spouse. Mm -hmm. You don't ever have to think about dating your boyfriend or girlfriend when you're in the dating relationship, but you can stop thinking about that um, when you start getting, when when you're in marriage or 10 years into it. Um, So pursuing your spouse, like by dating them uh, is so crucial for everything else to actually work in Aaron and Jamie's house. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say just to add on to that, that it takes a lot of, like intentionality. Like you don't just fall into the routine of hanging out once you add, especially those of you that are listening that might be in ministry and it takes up more than 40 hours of your week, you know, and it, and your weekend is not spent just at home mowing the lawn. You're, you're getting ready for Sunday and then you have Sunday. And so all of a sudden you're like, I didn't have a day off at all. Or those of you that are parenting little children and, you know, whoever is staying home with the children feels like all I do is hang out with these kids and I'm so exhausted by the end of the day. And so I think all those things are real and true, but it takes intentional of knowing, hey, even if this feels this way, we have to know that if this, and I say this like Aaron and Jamie Ivy, if this crumbles, then nothing else will stay up. And so we from the get-go have realized if our family is going to function well, if we're going to function well in our jobs, if Aaron's going to be a good pastor, if I'm going to be good at what I do, the foundation for that is our marriage. And so knowing that and then working on that has been I think one of the greatest gifts we gave ourselves early in marriage because it has it has kind of sustained us through these last couple of years as well. So I think you have to have to make it a priority. 
Yeah. I love that. I love that you say that it just doesn't just happen. (laughs) And I think this applies to a lot of areas of our lives, but goodness, especially when it comes to pursuing our spouse. So I think that's so important. Another area that you talk about in the book is just what it means and what it looks like to compliment your spouse. Talk about that a little bit. What does that look like? Yeah, I think about it um, with uh, with colors. You know, we all kind of grew up learning about primary colors, and then you learn about complementary colors, and how there are some colors that, uh, when you put them together, it actually like makes both of them beautiful. You've got these two very different colors coming together, and then you get this even more beautiful um, expression when they are together. Or thinking about food, you know, there are certain kinds of food and flavors in food that when you complement that flavor with another flavor, it makes something just like that blows your mind, you know? And when we think about marriage, sometimes we think uh, it's just two different people that are just going to try to like be themselves and and work together and keep going. Uh, But a marriage where these two individual people are actually working towards complementing each other, like pulling the best out of the other person. And um, Jamie makes Aaron a much better person than if it was just Aaron in the world, you know, and vice versa. That's a really beautiful marriage. And I think that's the way God intended it to be, is that I would serve Jamie, I would lift up Jamie, I would prop up Jamie, and then Jamie would do the same to me. So hopefully what you get is not like one plus one equals two, but one plus one equals one, a new expression. Aaron and Jamie together are much better than Aaron and Jamie separate. Yeah, I love that. Something that my husband says a lot when he talks about marriage is um, just the idea that, you know, we walk down an aisle and, and we exchange vows and we become one in that moment. But I think it takes some grace and some time for like oneness to develop <laughs> in our relationship. And I think sometimes we think that's just that compliment the way that we compliment each other is just going to happen when we get married and and it's just going to be smooth sailing. But the reality of that is um, it does take work. It does take intentionality back to that whole conversation. And, and that's a lifetime, right. Of growing together in Christ. And um, I think that's something that we're learning too, even in the middle of just everything going on in the world and walking through it together is just that oneness takes some time. And absolutely. So we're still learning that too, Rebecca. I mean, like yeah. that's, that's the thing about this is it's not like you get to a certain year mark in marriage and go, okay, we've got this thing figured out. You know, you get to a certain season and then something new comes up and you're like, man, we have to walk through something new together that we haven't endured together yet and having to fight for that. And so I think that's important for people to know too, is that this, if you're, you know, marriage is a long, it's a long, it's a long race. And so yeah. it's important to keep, um, you know, staying in it intentionally throughout all of the years. Well, one thing that I would love to talk about, because I think it's so relevant to our people and as mission-minded and as purpose and calling-minded as we tend to be around here in the conversations that we have, I love that one of the things that you tackle is the fact that our marriages need a mission. And I'd love to just hear your perspective on this. What does that look like, especially right now? Yeah, um, you know, it's um, it's really easy for a marriage to start out, you know, fun, uh, life-giving, exciting, and then for it to kind of like drift because you have two people that are very different, probably with two different career paths, with different jobs, different 
uh, ways of doing things. And if there's not like a common mission that you start your marriage with, like even all the way back to like engagement and dating, if there's not a mission that you're both aimed at and chasing after, then it is really easy to have like two separate lives almost. And that's how people do get to 40 years into the marriage. And it's like, I don't, who is this person? We were so different now and we've been on two different paths. And so many can look at our marriage and go, how does this work? Jamie is a podcaster and an author and a speaker. Aaron is a musician and a pastor. It doesn't seem like we have a lot in common in terms of job, but we have one mission and we always have. And that one mission is everything about Aaron and Jamie Ivy, our, our family, our space, our resources, everything is meant um, to help people find Jesus. That's it. At the end of the day, that's why our marriage exists is so we can love Jesus and help other people find him. And, you know, I happen to do that through songs and through sermons and mentoring people. Jamie does it through writing books and speaking and podcasts, but it's the same mission. And that's going to carry a marriage all the way through, no matter how jobs change or careers change or uh, job loss, whatever. If there's a mission that you're both locked into, then you've got something to aim at for the entirety of your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important too, because um, you can start to feel like, you know, what are we, what are we doing here? And and Aaron mentioned a lot of people would think, oh, you guys have two different missions. Uh, Rebecca, this is one of my favorite stories ever, but years ago before I started my podcast, um, I knew I wanted to start a podcast. And so I was like, figuring out what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And my girlfriend of mine, Amanda, we came up with the most brilliant idea in the entire world. And our idea was that we would watch The Bachelor um, every whatever night it comes on, I haven't seen it since uh-huh. like Sean and I don't know when the last time I saw it, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Sean we and Catherine that. were Monday nights, so maybe they've. I know, right? Okay, <laughs> so we watched The Bachelor on Monday nights, and then her and I would uh we would convene on Tuesday morning. We would have a conversation about it, and we would launch into the world in podcast form. Which I have some friends now that actually do that, and it's a lovely show, whatever. So this was yeah. our big idea. So I bring it to Aaron, and I'm like, babe, I figured out what I'm going to do next. I'm going to make a podcast with Amanda, and we're going to recap The Bachelor. And he looked at me with like, it's like crickets were in the room or something. His eyes, he was like, what? And I'm like, yes, it's my new podcast. This is what I'm going to do. And Aaron looked at me without skipping a beat. And he said, since when do we do anything um, that isn't for the advancement of the kingdom? Mm. And I was like, first of all, I was mad because I felt like he burst my bubble, you know, and uh, he was being very pastoral at the moment. But then when I got over myself, I was like, you know what? He's so right. And so it's not, I tell that story and to be funny that you can make that podcast and still want to advance the kingdom. Yeah. Me, it really forced me to look and say, okay, what am I going to do? And what is my mission behind what I'm doing? And that translates into our marriage as well. And so that kind of mission Mm -hmm. that we have, it leaks into every area of our life. So when something comes towards us as an, as an opportunity or whatever it might be, we're thinking through, does this do anything to advance the kingdom? And it's helped us make decisions. It's helped us think about our marriage in a new light. And so, I mean, if you need a, a mission for your marriage, here's a good one. Everything you do should advance the kingdom. There you go. I just yes. need one if you need one. Yeah. Um, but it's been a good lens for us to see the world through. Yeah. I think that's so good. Um, and we've had moments like that as well, where we've had to bring each other back to like, that's a great idea. A podcast about The Bachelor actually sounds <laughs> really fun. Lovely. But that's a lot of work and a lot of effort for something that's not really connected to kingdom work. And so, yeah, yeah I yeah. love, I love that. Yeah, that's so fun. Okay. So there's something that we do called Patreon that I I love. And in our community there, we offer just the chance for people to ask 
our guest questions. And I think it's the best. It's so makes it so much more personal. And so we had a question turned in just because it's a little bit more private. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say her name, but one of our patrons turned in a question and she says, I wish my husband would do a Bible study like this with me. She loves the idea of compliment and she knows that he won't, but what is the best way to improve time with your husband in the word and with communication? I want us to be able to understand each other better. Um, I would say this to your sweet friend in your Patreon community who wanted to know this is everyone works different. Um, I was with a group of women just recently and we were talking about um, we were talking about this exact comment and we were talking about how do we, you know, study the word with ourselves and with our husbands and with our families. It was those three areas. Mm -hmm. And they were women that if I told you their names, you would know every single one of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. And every single one had a different answer. And every mm-hmm. single, not every single one spent time every day studying the word of their husband. Not everyone even read the same thing as their husband. And so I want to encourage her first and say, like, whatever you see that you think everyone's doing but you isn't necessarily true. And yeah. so find out what works for you and your husband. We have a friend, Aaron and I do, that they read the exact same text and then they have a shared document where they where they go through that together. Mm-hmm. You know, and Aaron and I don't do that. We each have separate things that we're reading and studying the Bible at different times. Um, and so I, I just want to encourage you first, this sweet woman, if you think everyone's doing this a certain way, but you and something's wrong with you and your husband, that might not necessarily be true. This is what I would encourage you is to make sure that you're spending time in the word and then just have conversations about that with your husband. Because there's a truth when you spend time with with your Bible, with Jesus, it changes you and you learn and you grow. And so if you're having conversations with your spouse about what you're learning and how you're growing, that actually is communication about God's word. And it's just not sitting down, each of you reading, you read a verse, I read a verse, you read a verse, I read a verse, you know. And so just to encourage her is make time, make sure you're spending time with your, with the word, with yourself, have those conversations about what God's showing you. And then maybe you and your husband can come up with a way, like every month you read one, you know, certain things together. And then you just talk about at the end of the month, if he doesn't want to meet every week to talk about something. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think sometimes we get held back in thinking (laughs) maybe we're looking at other people's lives online, or we just have these ideas of, what our time with God, whether it's in the context of marriage or not, should look like that, that in turn somehow holds us back. And I hate that because that's not what God wants for us. Right. And so not at all. Yeah. So I love that you kind of debunk that for us. I think that's so important. Yes. Okay. So I am really excited to hop on over to our Patreon community with you guys to get to know you a little bit better. And so listeners, if you have not already subscribed to Patreon, hop over there and you can listen to my bonus conversation with Jamie and Aaron. But again, I'm so thrilled about this study and how it is just going to be so impactful to marriages. And I'm just so grateful for y'all today. Thank you for being with me. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Patreon, here we come. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I am so thrilled to have you be a part of this community. I wanted to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, did you know that when people rate and review podcasts on Apple Podcasts, it actually helps more people come across the show? 
And when that happens, the messages we're sharing get spread even further and we get to encourage more people. I can't think of anything more fun than that. So it would mean the world to me if you would do something that would take just two minutes of your time. Hop on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a written review. Tell me all about how the show is encouraging you and invite others to listen in. It truly means the world to this girl on the other side of the mic. And then number two, if you're loving the show and want even more content from Do The Thing Movement, hop on over to our Patreon page on your desktop or mobile device to listen to after the show bonus interviews, attend live Zoom parties, and receive extra coaching. Simply download the Patreon app or do it on your desktop device and search Do The Thing Movement. I would love to see you over there in that community. Thanks again for listening. And I can't wait to be back with you next episode. Same time, same place. Bye, friends.